Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Have you ever been under pressure and something is coming out of your mouth and you're like, I wish I could take that back. Lucky for most of us, it's not on national television. Isn't that good? So good. You know, I think about for myself, I think about being 90 years old, and that might be a a funny statement for me to say, but I think often about being my 90-year-old self. And I think about myself in my rocking chair on my porch, and I think about what am I going to be thinking about when I'm 90 sitting in that chair? What are the things that I'm going to be most proud of? What are the moments that I'm going to look back on that are just going to fill me with so much joy? We've been in a series called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets, and it's all about um, thinking about what life is going to be like when we're older and looking back and discovering whether the way we wanted our life to go and what we thought it was going to be whether we made intentional choices along the way that helped us be really proud of those moments. Andy Stanley, the author of the book, Better Decisions for Your Regrets, he says, your life is more than random disconnected events. It's a story being written, whether it's a thoughtful response or an emotionally fueled reaction. We write the stories of our lives one decision at a time. Think about that for a second. We write the stories of our lives one decision at a time. And so today's question, there's been five questions throughout this series, and today's question is this. It's the legacy question. What story do I want to tell? What story do I want to tell when that project is done, when the dust settles, when all is said and done, when the kids are moved out of the house, when our lives are coming to a close, looking back, what story do you want to tell? And I think about often, what story do we want to tell here at Prairie Heights? What do we want our legacy to be here as part of this church family? When we look years down the road of all that God is going to do in our midst that we're going to be a part of, when we think about the legacy of being part of this church family, what does that look like? What does that legacy look like? And what is the story that we're going to tell as a church family? Well, there's four things that I'm going to share today that I just go crazy about. You're gonna, you're gonna pick up on that. Like, I just go nuts about. Because I just believe that God's all over it and it's what God wants for our church family. And today is a legacy day because we're celebrating people who are going public with their faith through believer baptism. Of all ages, all different backgrounds, and you're gonna get to hear some of those stories as I unpack these four specific things. Okay, so the first one that we are unapologetically gonna reach people for Jesus. When I think about our legacy as a church family, I think about us unapologetically 
going after people who don't know Jesus yet, right? Because we would want everybody that we know, everybody that we're neighbors with, we would want them to know Jesus, everybody in our family. If we wanna leave a legacy of faith and we want that to ripple on beyond our life and our family, that we would be willing to sacrifice, that we would be willing to do whatever it takes to reach one more person, that we would get outside our comfort zone, that together we would want everyone to experience being fully known by Jesus and to know him personally, that they don't just know him up here and believe in God, but they know him in here. And today you're gonna hear stories of that very thing of people who know him here. In John 15 verses 12 through 17, it says this, Jesus says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Would we be a church that would lay down our lives, that would sacrifice our life so someone else could have a hope in Jesus? Jesus says this, you are my friends if you do what I command. And then get this, he says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Jesus calls us all friends. Isn't that a gift? That we get to be Jesus' friend? That is a big gift. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Jesus chooses you and I. God chose you. Jesus chose you. Today you might not know that, but I want you to know that we read that right now and you're gonna get to experience people who know that Jesus chose them, that Jesus chose them to be here on this earth, to live fully alive with him. Here's what it, it says as we go on, and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. So Jesus is telling them, I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, bear fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you, this is my command, love each other, to love each other. I'm gonna share a couple stories here when it comes to unapologetically reaching people for Jesus. Christopher's story, who's getting dunked right here at the nine o'clock service, he says, I grew up not really knowing God. I went to church and got confirmed, but I never had a relationship with him. Sin took over my life. I was bad into drugs, alcohol, sex, and pretty much anything you can think of that was apart from God. He says, it's time for me to be with God and get to know his loving, caring, and gracious ways. Getting baptized is the step that he is leading me to. Wash away my sin and start looking towards God for my answers. And he shares God is so good and that he loves everyone, no matter what, that he calls us friend, right? And Chris, he is just a prayer away from anyone that needs him and he will come to our rescue. Did you know that Jesus is the hero of the story? 
that Jesus came to rescue you and I and Chris is accepting that rescue today. And then get this, and I wanna tell you, we wouldn't hear some of this if we didn't unapologetically go after people who were living apart from God. Chris tells all of you, I wanna thank all of you at Prairie Heights for everything you do for this church family and the community. If it wasn't for all of you, I don't think I would have found God. This church is so welcoming and you all just make it easy to want more and more every time I come. So thank you church for living a legacy of unapologetically reaching people for Jesus. Grace says this, I was born into a Christian home with wonderful parents. I attended church most Sundays. It wasn't until I attended Prairie Heights that I realized I was following Christ because I thought I should instead of living for him. I have experienced many hardships throughout this past year. I lost people close to me and felt an emptiness inside of my heart. I accepted God after seeing the changes he made in me while attending services at Prairie Heights. Throughout this year, I have been pushed outside of my comfort zone by God. She's here going public with her faith. And I'm so thankful to have built the relationship I have with him. And then Sarah says this, I grew up in a private Catholic school. I knew of God, but I didn't know what his purpose was in my life and what he could do for me. I started to understand what was missing and how I could lean on him to get me through some of the toughest times in my life. I knew that I was a sinner and I wanted to finally pursue a relationship with him. When I first started actively pursuing Christ, my parents were going through a divorce. And she says this about God. God made me feel like I was not forgotten and that I could be healed and loved fully. Ever since I gave my life to Christ, I had a sense of belonging and unconditional love that I didn't have to earn. Isn't that amazing? We're gonna leave a legacy of unapologetically reaching people for Jesus because those lives matter and those stories matter. The second thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna experience Jesus together. That you and I are gonna continue to experience Jesus together. That we're gonna have God moments together. Sometimes it's gonna be in gatherings like this. Many times it'll be gatherings in homes. Other times it'll be on a Zoom call or in coffee. That you and I, we're gonna experience God moments. That groups are gonna experience God moments through Kid Venture, through Oxygen, through the different ways that we connect here at Prairie Heights, that we're gonna experience Jesus together. And here's what I wanna share. Don't get too caught up in the methods. Don't get too caught up on how we do that. Because as our world changes and as we wanna reach people for Jesus, our methods are gonna change and probably faster than you think. But please, please do get caught up in experiencing Jesus. Please get caught up in experiencing Jesus in your heart and experiencing Jesus with other people. Get caught up in that. Get wrapped up in that. Because it really matters that we experience Jesus together and that we have God moments together. Jenny, she's also getting dunked at this nine o'clock service. She says, 
I had a good upbringing, but we did not attend church and God was really not really discussed in our home. I have been stepping towards getting to know Jesus better since December of 2019. My husband and I decided that we wanted to leave that legacy for our children. So here we've got a gal named Jenny and her and her husband, they didn't grow up with church being a part of their life. And she says, we wanna leave that legacy for our children to connect them and us with a church family, which neither one of us had growing up. I have attended every week since Christmas 2019. She's experienced Jesus together with her church family every single week since Christmas 2019. I had a tremendous amount of change happening around me in the last year and she says the one thing that has stayed solid in foundation is Jesus. He is always there. Victoria shares, I spent a large part of my adolescent years and into early adulthood turning fully away from Christianity. I had a few people in college planting subtle seeds in my heart and mind pushing me towards Jesus and I slowly started reopening my heart to it and attending church again. And listen in to this next statement she shares and why it's so important that we experience Jesus together and that we have community that's authentic. She says, seeing other genuine Christ followers and their character and overflow was a huge part of my decision to accept Jesus as my savior. She closes with, there is a level of joy and comfort I have now that I, had, that I never knew existed before. Ricky shares, I went to a Sunday school confirmation class, but after losing my mom in February of 2008, 2008, I spent a few years lost in the wilderness, so to speak. Choosing to follow him in 2016 was certainly life-changing. And the relationship with him is the only one that truly matters, experiencing Jesus. Erica shares, growing up we always attended church every Sunday with my family. I never felt a real connection with Jesus and really struggled on how to get closer to him. She says, I walked away after going to church again, so she went to church and experienced a different kind of church. And she says, I walked away realizing that religion had clouded my view on my relationship with Jesus. I couldn't wait to go back next Sunday and I was so excited to tell my parents about it. Eventually they started coming with me to church. We haven't turned back since that day. I realized that it isn't about memorizing prayers or standing up, sitting down, kneeling, or just singing three songs. It is about your heart and helping others get to heaven. When I learned that Jesus heals hearts, it's when everything changed for me. I will never forget the first Sunday I attended. I was in the front row and the message struck home for me. I remember I was in tears and I knew this would be my new church that I called home. Experiencing Jesus together really, really matters. And I'll just say if, if it's been a while, maybe for some of you it's been a while since you've been part of a church family, don't let it be any longer. Don't let it be any longer. If you've been online and, and maybe you're ready to come back in person and, or you're online and you need to invite some more people to experience Jesus together in your home, 
Don't do your walk with Jesus alone. Because when we experience Jesus together and when we experience God moments together, it does something to our faith. It does something. It, it allows us to take, take responsibility for what's happening in other people's walk. And it's a beautiful thing. So I want to encourage all of us to experience Jesus together. The third thing, that we're going to be hands wide open with generosity. We're going to be hands wide open with generosity. We are people that will live so generously in all areas of our life. And with our talents and our treasures, with our finances, with our resources, with our time, that we're just going to give and 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 give. That we're not going to stop giving. That right when, right when we think like, oh God, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know, I just feel you asking me to do that, but it just feels so hard. I don't wanna be inconvenienced that much, and I don't wanna go outside my comfort zone that much. Now we're, we're gonna be people who are gonna step into that, and we're gonna give until it hurts. And even then, we're just gonna keep on giving. We're gonna be hands wide open with generosity. We'll give when it doesn't make sense or when it doesn't add up on a spreadsheet. We're gonna give even when we don't think that we have what it takes or that we have enough. In Luke 16, 10, it says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. That verse makes me think about a story of a woman and a woman named Mary who had an experience, a God moment with Jesus. I'm going to share that in Matthew 26, 6 through 9. It says, while Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? They asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. So the disciples, Jesus' closest followers, who should know a thing or two about Jesus, right? Because they spend the most amount of time with him. They're like, why did you just pour all that expensive perfume on Jesus? Why did you waste that? And just for context, just to have an idea, the cost of the nard perfume was worth about 300 denarii, which today's dollar is $56,475. Whoa, right? She just walked in. She took her jar of perfume, very expensive perfume, and she poured it all, all over Jesus. The disciples were not only shocked by the cost of the perfume she was using, but of the amount that she was using, that she used all of it. How often do we look at someone else's life and their step of faith, and sometimes we kind of go, you're doing what? You're getting baptized as an adult? What? I don't get it. You're... You're going to give that much 
of your time and your energy towards that? What? And I think it's so important for us to recognize that Mary gave a complete sacrifice. This story is told in another gospel. It's told in the gospel of Mark. He records the same exact story. But the difference is that Mary broke the jar in that story. And I wonder about that. I wonder why would have Mary broken the jar? Why would she have gone that far? And I think it's because then she couldn't have used it for anything else. Like it, she, couldn't have, she couldn't have left a little bit at the bottom to use later. She was given it all. She was giving a complete sacrifice. When we say hands wide open with generosity, that's what it looks like. And we've got a couple of stories here of that type of generosity. First one here is Charles and he's getting dunked at the nine o'clock. He says, I started my relationship with God 32 years ago on February 1st, 1989. I remember this date so well because it was the day that I became sober from alcohol and drugs. 32 years. That is incredible. He goes on to say, this was just the beginning of my relationship and I can tell you that it's had its ups and downs. I started coming to Prairie Heights about 10 years ago at the Fargo Dome. We used to have services at the Fargo Dome. When I look back, I still was doing the same things. Maybe you can relate. I can relate to his story. I would go to a service and enjoy it, and then come Monday, I was back to living life like usual. It really was not until I decided to start to get to know the community at Prairie Heights that things really started to take off for me with my relationship with Jesus. I started to see the same happy faces every Sunday at Prairie Heights, and I wanted what they had. I finally signed up to become a greeter at the door and have not really looked back since. After I started to serve, something amazing happened inside of me. I felt connected to our church family. I started to meet more people. I get the opportunity to greet every single person that walks through these front doors and hopefully make each and every one of them feel accepted. And get this, he says, I have come to believe that I am the church. Complete sacrifice. Hands wide open with generosity. Giving his all. And says, I believe that I am the church. The things that I do and the way that I live are a reflection of my journey with Jesus. I'm so proud of what God is doing in Charles' life. And then we've got Savannah, who's also getting dunked here at nine. She says, I was baptized as a baby, went through first communion, reconciliation and confirmation. I went to church every Sunday with my family. A few years ago, I struggled with addiction. I remember praying to God to help me stop. Listen, she says, my exact prayer was, please God, help me stop this. This is not the life I want to live, but not right now. I'm not ready to quit now. After that prayer, my journey completely changed. It didn't stop right away. He didn't make me quit right now. But listen, and sometimes we don't see this because our eyes aren't open to it, she says, but he gave me the loved ones, the fear of what's next if it continues, and overwhelming power within myself. As she said yes to Christ and went on that journey, she says, I went through a stage of struggling to accept his forgiveness. Once I accepted it, I went through a stage of struggling to forgive myself. myself. 
He has completely taken that away now and he has changed my life. My life has not had any drastic changes recently since I've made this decision, but what has changed is the way I feel. My heart feels full and I just feel a desire to learn more, seek him out and teach my daughter of his love. Did you hear that? Teach my daughter of his love. Legacy, the legacy of faith that gets passed down when one life is changed, the ripple effect that that has. And so I've got a question for you. That's their stories. What about your story today? What about your story today? What is God doing in your life today? This is a jar, just like the jar that Mary had. And what's in your jar? What'd you come in with today that you need to let go of today, that you need to release today? I don't know, are some struggling? Are you struggling with pride or ego? Struggling with status? Like you, you just have this internal, uh, it's like healthy to say I'm the best, but sometimes it's unhealthy to say I'm the best, right? Do you have ego or status that's getting in the way of your walk? that you need to pour out today? Is there something in your life, an addiction, that is stopping you from getting closer to Jesus? What are you holding value to? Has God invited you to give, and maybe give financially, or give your time, or give your resources to people around you, and, and maybe you've just held back a little? You've held back a little, and. And God's just asking you to pour the jar, pour it out. What's in your jar today that you need to let go of? What are you holding and grasping so tightly of value in your life and you're just holding on to it, grasping onto it, or maybe it's just a loose grab and today you just simply need to let go. I think we get scared for that moment, don't we? We get scared for that moment because it feels like we lose control. But look what happens. I'm no longer holding, I'm giving. I'm living a completely surrendered life that God can use for his glory. And he can use it every single day, not just on Sunday when I let go of what's in my jar. And that leads us to the fourth thing. It's God's story. It's God's story, all of it. That every life we celebrate, every story we tell, that God gets the credit. Everything that happens around here at Prairie Heights, the legacy is, it's God's story. It starts with God, the middle is God, the end is God, it's all God. It's God's story and we will look for how God is writing his story in people's lives. Today is a legacy day as we celebrate baptisms, as we celebrate people going public with their faith. And we can't not talk about legacy if we aren't gonna talk about the next generation. And I've got six really quick stories that I'm gonna share about the next generation. These are elementary students these are middle school students, these are high school students, and let me tell you, their age may not 
describe their maturity, but their spiritual walk sure defines their maturity. Bradley says, when I went to church and I was younger, I first learned about Jesus. And he says, I know I'm not alone and I know that Jesus is always there. Cal says, God has always played a part in my life as both of my parents and their families are Christians. I went through Sunday school oxygen and do an at-home Bible study. Now that I'm older and understand the faith, I've decided that I should take that next step. I have always tried following the teachings and lessons of the Bible since I was young. My parents taught me to, so I just always have. I guess I think more about God and Jesus now and I am more vocal about my faith. Get this, a 17-year-old. He says, I'm not afraid to show my faith and have conversations with people or defend my faith. I'm confident in my faith and I want to explore it more with my family and Jesus with me. It's a God story of God working and giving him the courage. Milena says, I grew up with going to church on Wednesdays and going to Sunday school but as I've gotten older, I've paid more attention and I've come to the conclusion that God is my savior and that by getting baptized, I have wanted for a long time to be a Christ follower. Jesus has always had a strong relationship with me and just knowing that he's always there for me has changed my life. She ends with this and it just makes me smile. Now that I am more mature, I have been reading my Bible more and I've noticed a complete difference between myself now and myself as a kid. That's a 14-year-old girl. We get so distracted by so many things that don't matter. And we've got these kids that are leading us spiritually by their faith, by what God's doing in their life. Ellie says, Mom got a Bible for me and I believed I learned more about God at Sunday school and Awana. I prayed with mom and dad and asked Jesus to live in my heart. And then she says, nine-year-old girl, it's hard to choose to do the right thing, isn't it? It is hard to do the, try to choose to do the right thing. Jesus helps me stop and think of what to do that is right. Better decisions, fewer regrets. Jesus helps me stop and think. Thank you, Ellie, for teaching us all. Ivy says Jesus is God and without God we wouldn't be here. Jesus died for our sins so we could go to heaven. She says Jesus saved our family. She said yes to Christ in KidVenture. They helped her know who Jesus was. Why does she want to get baptized? I want to invite all my friends so that they can see me get baptized so they know that I really love Jesus. And baptism is to show people how much you love them. It's so good. And Riley says, ever since we came to Prairie Heights, I don't mind waking up early in the morning. I'm so engaged with this church, you probs see me everywhere. <laughs> Greeting people at the door and, and when they walk in, seating you for service or just making you a cup of coffee, living with your hands wide open, Riley, way to go. She says, I realize that God put me on this earth so I can make an influence on people and help people that need me. So I decided to go public with my faith and get baptized. I want to make an influence and I'm ready for Jesus to take the wheel and lead me into the right path. I want people to know that Jesus is here. You may not see him, but he's there. And it's okay to not be okay. And for anyone who needs to know Jesus' love today, hear this. 
You may not know me, Riley says, but I love each and every one that is here. My arms are wide open. I'm leaving my sins behind and I'm starting new. A complete surrender. A complete letting go, a complete sacrifice. We just heard 15 stories of jar moments of letting go of things that were in their jar, letting go of things that they used to value. And not just letting go of those things, but actually moving towards more of Jesus, moving towards what God has for them and living a life with Jesus at the center. So what story, what story do I wanna tell about Prairie Heights? I wanna tell their stories. I want to tell our stories. I want to tell God's story over and over and over and over and over again. That's the legacy that we are going to leave is the stories of how God is moving and how God is working and God gets the credit and the glory all day long. And so in just a few moments, it is time. <laughs> We're going to see some dunking. We're going to experience Jesus together. We're going to experience a God moment, we get to watch as each person experiences Jesus as they go under the water and they come out refreshed and renewed. And we get to be a part of it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How do we get so lucky that we get to experience Jesus together with them today? So everyone who's getting dunked at the nine o'clock, can you please stand? Can you please stand? Hey friends, I love you. Today you're making a commitment that you've said yes to Christ in your heart. That you wanna go public with that decision and you wanna live for Christ the rest of your life. And here's what I wanna tell you, that's, that's all a big deal, but here's what I wanna share with you. Number one, today's a moment. So when you get in that pool, that moment is between you and God. It's between you and God. Embrace it, enjoy it, love every minute of it. Make it a memory. And then number two, we all know this, today is one day. And there are gonna be many more days after today. And there's gonna be life's up and downs after today. And so I want you all to shift and turn and I want you to look at your church family here in the room and online. And church family, I want you to look at them and I want you to recognize that as we experience Jesus together, as we unapologetically reach people for Jesus, as we witness their faith today, I want all of us to know that we're all responsible for their faith. As a church family, we all play a part in their faith and their walk. And so when you see them in the lobby, when you're in a grow group with them, when you lead them in small groups, our role is to spur each other on and cheer each other on. Are you in for that church family? You can go ahead and be seated. You can sit. All right, let me pray for us. God, you are so good. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst, and we can't wait to celebrate, God, these changed lives. We can't wait to celebrate people coming up out of the water with a new life in you. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. 
You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.